Okay, take two, everyone. Yeah, so the studio space is kind of fucked, but at the same time, it's the best it's ever been, which is crazy because um, now it looks nice, but uh, the name of the show is now Get Me Out. Yeah, so I guess uh, we should start off there with the soft rebrand of the show. We have fucking 30 subscribers on YouTube, yeah. so it's not like it actually matters. But essentially, uh, we were competing with uh, the band that made the song We Like to Move It. I think it was <clears> the <throat> artist. The I artist? I think it's just like the, it was just it, the it guy was who just sang a it. guy? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we had already pre-recorded like four episodes before we decided to do the soft rebrand because we tried to search ourselves up on YouTube and it just wasn't possible. <laughs> yeah. You, you would think that we found that out sooner or that like one of our 30 subscribers who we know personally because that's all of them uh would have also pointed that out to or us or two of the subscribers yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, you would think that someone would point it out to us you know um when we weren't seven months into a project right but at this point in time whatever it's yeah. no no harm done like we had a couple of episodes that reached triple digit views on the youtube account but it's fine. Now it'll be more discoverable, kind yeah, of, sort of. Yeah. Um, so I guess the, the general idea behind Get Me Out is uh, that was a phrase that was uttered quite a bit when we were gaming a lot throughout the pandemic, and even pre-pandemic. And into our first podcast, and I'm sure you've heard several times in this podcast. Yeah, and it's always me. Yeah. It's always me just going, oh, just, just yeah. please, please just get me out of this episode. Sometimes Nikhil. Yeah. Um. And I, I'm sure that if you have been listening, uh, we've been a little bit braver about sharing our own, uh, at least for me, I've been uh, quite a bit braver about sharing my, my political views. And I know we joke about me being a both-siders on, on this podcast, but like the mm. reality is I make it pretty obvious where I stand. Right. Um, shout out to Joe Brandon, you know. <clears throat> yep. The most pro-union president we have ever had in modern times. Yeah. Speaking uh, of which, that does lead us into why this episode is going to be a little bit different than uh, the other ones. There is no movie to be reviewed. Yep. Um, so SAG AFTRA, uh, SAG AFTRA and uh, WGA released guidelines uh, regarding what is okay and what is not okay for social media influencers to do in regards to content that is made by struck companies. And we're not as you say, influencers, but yeah. we well, are okay, working hold on, on projects. Hold on. Well, I, you are yeah, outside have, of this. I have 1,500 followers mm -hmm. on, on Instagram. Yeah. And that basically means that I am entitled to like free hotel rooms, free cruises. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm my own brand, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, so I feel as though I have a response. This sucks. <laughs> I hate this bit. <laughs> And that's why I encourage you. I want to see how long and how hard you can no, commit hate, to that I hate bit. This bit. I hate this bit. <laughs> but essentially, um, there is a certain amount of solidarity that we have to have uh, as also people in the working class uh, to stand with the union. Um, and while we're not directly promoting a movie by... Uh, like we, we're not gaining anything from reviewing movies and, and telling viewers and, and people of the sort to go and uh, watch those movies. It it kind of goes against a lot of what we believe in when it comes to labor rights and, and the yeah. current labor power that is uh, that exists in this country. 
And even if we're not directly trying to say like, oh, you should go and watch this movie. If we like it, you're more inclined to watch it. If it's funny bad enough, people who haven't seen it will want to watch it. And we just don't want to like secondhand support the people who the can't absolute support demons, their artists. The absolute right. fucking demons that run these corporations. Right. And uh, with the mergers of multiple production companies uh, into the AMPTP and and all of those uh, and and all of that that's going on, it's really hard for you to pick a movie that is not uh, owned, like the IP is not owned by a struck company. Right. Like at the end of the day, it, it it's almost impossible uh, right. to do that at, at this current point in time, and so. Um, Considering the fact that, uh, you know, I, I have talked at length in in private between the two of us about how much that mm-hmm. like we need to to gain more labor power in this country, and um, you know, went on my uh, you know, red scare, yeah, <laughs> like going all on on my red scare rants, right? Uh, I I know that's not the correct phrase. Fucking kill me, fuck all of you, <laughs> <laughs> but. At the end of the day, uh, it would be extremely hypocritical of me to continue releasing, uh, continue to to try to release content promoting, um, promoting the products of these corporations. Yeah, um, it would kind of go against everything that we both kind of believe in at this point. Yeah, and that's you know I I also especially feel that obligation to like stand with them because. I am in a union, and uh, unions are nothing without the solidarity uh, between each and every one of them. Uh, Teamsters, decorators, carpenters, teachers, uh, if we don't all show up to each other's rallies, if we don't all support each other's strikes for, you know, a more livable uh, wage or just for something like SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild... Um, fair pay where the inconsistency in the nature of the work uh, still like we're still allowed to make a living we don't need to like do this and hope to god that like our day job is cool with us taking a few yeah. weeks off to you know do those odd job projects whenever we do manage to like get hired to write again I'm I'm not you know, I it's the royal we. I'm not trying to like yeah, get hired course. to write any of these movies or anything, but like <clears throat> that's that's that whole side of the conversation. It's um everyone like the nature of the work is so inconsistent that the whatever you get paid per project needs to like be able to sustain you for like an extended period of time until you get the next project. And, you know, with actors having to audition for every single one, uh, and then, you know, at uh, in the contracts that they rejected and are striking against now, you know, they're paying to audition for these projects when they're not guaranteed a part in whatever that project is. Um, their audition scripts are like 12 pages long, and, you know, everyone says that you don't need it memorized, but it's one of those, like, it's like the Writers Guild where, oh, you're only supposed to work this much. If you're not the union president, 
you're going to be blacklisted if you don't do some work for free. Yeah, and that's if still you're not in the union. Work yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And that's that. Like that's what the the flip side of the coin is for the actors. Like it, you don't need to have the. It's not in writing that you need to have uh, the auditions memorized. But that's what literally everyone else auditioning for the same role is yeah. doing to try and make themselves stand out. So, And uh, it was a point that Matt Damon brought up in uh, one of the interviews <clears throat> during um, one of the premieres for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so I didn't know this until that point, but uh, actors need to make $26,000 a year from acting through SAG projects yeah. in order for them to qualify for healthcare. Right. Uh, that opens up room for us to have a much deeper conversation about the current state of healthcare in this country, mm-hmm. but that is for another episode. Uh, but without the companies, like without the corporations giving royalties on projects, yeah, uh, a lot of extras, not mm-hmm. not the stars, uh, will not be able to meet that quota of twenty six thousand right. dollars. And when you are trying to be a working actor. Uh, getting a normal office job is hard, right? Because you have to, you always have to make time to to go to auditions and all of these things, and um, so most of the time these people are working service industries jobs, mm-hmm. you know, food service, sales, all of these things, and you, if you're working part time, which most of the time when you're working in food service, that is what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're not insured from your employer. <clears throat> Absolutely not. And, you're not uh, even like paid by your employer. It's all tips, which yeah. is also a whole other conversation. Um, but and as someone that is self-employed, I I personally know how expensive getting your own healthcare without the backing of a a company is. It mm-hmm. is unaffordable for the shittiest coverage that you can ever imagine uh, in this country. So to expect someone to be able to do that on a service industry job while you are also requiring them to live in one of the most expensive cities in the world because yep. let's be real here if you live in like i don't know like somewhere in indiana where it's affordable to live or somewhere in wisconsin the auditions aren't going to come to you right. you can send in audition tapes but most of the time they're going to require you to be in studio to do line reads in person right um, and there, like in those two specifically, it's like on a if you're lucky, the auditions in Chicago, because like we like we don't lucky. we don't have a huge yeah. industry for uh, actors. It's there, like we have all the Chicago shows. We've got yeah, uh, we have like stage Shameless shows. and some other stuff. <clears throat> it's but, like we have stage shows, and we do have a small uh, studio scene here where you can get work uh, doing like studio shows and all of that stuff but yeah and then for voice actors it's like you can do some like local or like, like regional ad ads yeah for yeah. like uh at you different hop in there and do and like stuff. a menards thing yeah you know something like i save mean that's probably money. all one guy but just save big money you know yeah and that that's the other thing when it comes to the actors it's not like the the reason they're striking isn't so matt damon and like christian bale can make more money it's so that like all the the jake jake's from state farm and like uh flows and like those are like two exceptions for ads because they're so like yeah it, well it's known like I, I think uh one way that the media has been uh specifically like <clears throat> disingenuous uh, yeah well just just the way that uh mainstream outlets have been uh kind of covering this news is mm-hmm. constantly talking about how 
oh, look at these, look at these writers, look at these actors, them, how selfish they are for going on strike. Why aren't they thinking about like the janitors? Why aren't they thinking about the other people that are working in the office to clean up after them in, in the sets and stuff? And it's like, you know, they're all still a part of like the Federation of Labor. Like you're, you're thinking about this from like the most fucking 15 year old brain, like internet yeah. brain rot. Uh, perspective that you possibly can uh, yeah. when the reality is the people that you should be upset with are the CEOs and the board of directors that are getting paid millions hundreds of millions of dollars every single year off of the backs of you know the the people that create the value in in their uh companies for, for their companies yeah right 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 um and you know the the first people that that are being let go are those people that are working in sanitation for these companies. And it's like, no, it's not the writer's faults for all of this. Right. Uh, big Bobby boy, uh, can, can live without getting a $15 million year end bonus. And that literally you can give like 10% of that to, uh, you can literally give 10% of that and pay basically like your entire janitorial staff. Yeah, because we're not fucking paying them a living wage. Most no, we are uh, not. So uh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm making a, a bit of a generalization here, but a lot of the workers that are doing that out in California, uh, they do tend to be undocumented workers. Right. You don't have to pay them the federal minimum wage. Right. Like, let's not let's not fucking act as though <clears throat> all of these people are getting paid. You know. That whatever it is, minimum wage in California, I think it's, it's like, like eighteen dollars yeah, or whatever. I was going to say, I don't, I, I didn't know if that was the minimum wage, but it's like, oh, eighteen's like decent. It's like, listen, it's not Bro, decent in the listen, LA housing market. If you if you live in LA and you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, you qualify for food stamps. That's so fucked. That is that is the reality of the housing market that exists on the West Coast. And, it is and it's not much better in, like, New York specifically. Yeah, and, and like... Which uh, is the other place where that's where, like, all the big stage acting uh, shows and everything, Broadway and all that yeah. shit is at. But I, I think we're, we're kind of losing focus talking about the housing situation here when the reality is I think a lot of the time uh, when, labor, um, when labor power is being brought up, uh, I feel as though people younger than us and uh, most people our age uh, can get behind it, but mm -hmm. I still feel as though there are a lot of people that are misinformed about why unions exist. Mm -hmm. um, the reality is this. You don't have to like the person that you are in a union with. You do yeah. not have to agree with their political beliefs. Right. You do not have to agree with uh, any of their social perspectives on, on anything because a union is not there uh, to force political change. What a union exists for is fairness. Mm -hmm. You are supposed to be extracting as much wealth from the value that you produce for a company. That is what a union is there for. Uh, <clears throat> and the reality is... I feel like it's inherently political, though, at the same time, in order well, to I guarantee think, I those. I think unions are inherently political. But, yeah. but the the what I'm trying to get at is... Uh, you can be in a union with someone that is the like the polar opposite of where you align politically. Yeah. But the what the union is that what the union is, is there to do is to make sure that the both of you are paid fair wages. Right. Uh, they're there to make sure that you are able to take care of yourself 
uh, to take care of your family, as well as making sure that the corporations are held accountable for anything that happens to you while mm-hmm. you are on the job. Yep. Um, and I think that that's a, a huge point that, you know, kind of gets lost in the ether whenever any of this is talked about. Definitely. And um, kind of going back to the whole SAG thing that we were, uh, that we were touching on, um, a lot of mainstream media sources are constantly talking about, you know, look at all of these, uh, look at all of these wealthy individuals. Like, look yeah. at how selfish and, and self-centered they are. They're so greedy. They want more. And it's like, no, man. Like, mm-hmm. they're not fighting for Matt Damon, Ron Perlman, or, like, Margot Robbie. Right. Uh, what they're fighting for is, like, uh, you know, like, brunette girl number six at the fucking... Uh, yeah. At, at, like, the the fucking diner in, in Waitress Pulp Fiction. 2. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, those are the people that need to be protected because... What the corporation Xbox guy in Transformers, <laughs> yeah, like what the corporations are doing, uh, w- especially with the rise of AI in filmmaking, like the idea that you can hire one actor for one day, and then they own your, they own your likeness in perpetuity. It's half a day. You get half a day's pay for them to like take your pictures or scan your face or whatever, and then they're able to use your image and likeness forever for any project like you're like you know <clears throat> black haired guy number three and everything from fucking the next great uh michael bay movie all or the way like marvel to, yeah and then the other thing too is um there is also a reason why movies have gotten so much worse with the thir- you know like the developments in technology because back in back in the day, all effects were basically practicals, like explosions mm-hmm. and shit. And people had to get creative. Well, the thing is, in order for you to do practical work, you have to hire union workers. Mm-hmm. There are rights that protect them, that, that make sure that you have to pay them for the work that they're doing. Uh, and VFX, mostly you can ship it off overseas. You can ship it mm-hmm. off overseas. You don't have to use union workers. So like... You know, that super dope fight scene that you get to watch in, uh, you know, the next amazing <clears throat> Doctor Strange movie starring Benedict Cumberbatch and fucking Chris Pratt or whoever else it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably shift off, shipped off to some like production house in Korea to do all the work and then that gets yeah. sent back. And they're probably paying a fraction of the cost that it would take in order for you to do like yeah. a practical effect of an explosion. Yeah. And that's done with just like our animated series like in the states too like i remember in uh shows even like steven universe you know they do like the keyframes and stuff here but like all the in-betweens would be sent out to korea and it's yeah it's all cost cutting nonsense that all these companies you know and then i don't know if you want to get into like the the hollywood tax oh that you were telling me about earlier yeah, uh- uh, in in a little bit, I, I still want to yeah, rant about yeah, yeah, the yeah. fucking corporations for a little bit longer. No, uh, it's 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 still on that topic. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I, I mean, like the the biggest thing that just drives me up a fucking wall uh, about the discourse behind the strike that's going on right now is, um, you have a certain sect of people that are basically saying, like, you know why should these writers get paid more uh, when mm-hmm. they haven't written anything good in years? 
Yeah. And like that happened in, in our group chat alone. Right. right. And that's a, that's a fucking brain dead take. Right. Because they're not the ones that are in control of the script. Right. At the end of the day. They can sell it. And then once it's sold and in the hands of these corporations. It's not even that. It's once you are in the writing room, you have zero control over what ends up getting chopped. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and that's all up to these producers. Yeah. Uh, it, it's all up to the executives. It's all up to, to the CEOs to look at the final, or not the CEOs, but you know, the, the higher ups, the, the fucking like suits that don't know what even is final draft as a program. Like right. they're, the, they're the assholes that, that get to make the final decision on what gets to be shown on the screen mm-hmm. because they feel as though that is going to generate them the most profits. Um, and that's what's driving every one of their quote unquote creative decisions when it comes to all of these different films and movies and uh, everything in between. Yeah. Like that, it's always their say, as long as they think it's the right call, that's what they're going to ask the writers and, like, and directors to do. You know, uh, and, and I think that it's so short-sighted and really stupid of you, uh, to anyone that's listening that has that take, it, it's like, in, in your day job, Mm-hmm. Do you have the final say in what your job responsibilities are? Right. Like, actually, I want you to think about this. Do you actually have any agency over what your assigned tasks are every single day? Mm-hmm. Because if you do, then you're probably your own boss. And uh, this conversation is probably going to fall on deaf ears. But all if, But if you're working in uh, any, for, for any company at, in any capacity... Mm-hmm. You are given a, a set list of tasks every single day that you are expected to like finish, and you are supposed to meet those quotas by for because of some arbitrary metric that's set by like the board of directors or whoever uh, whoever is in control, and right? The data analysts and the every, anyone who is in charge of like HR. And, and like, if you deviate from that at all, you lose your job. You're going to be reprimanded at least at the very least once, and yeah. after that, you are going to lose your job. There is that is what happens in almost every single make work job in this country. Yeah. And like the more things get cut away from these career paths, the more that these, what are right now careers get like whittled away at to become more like gig work. The less everyone's making, the less these careers are sustainable, the less people can get into it, the less people will. And it's just, you're stuck in a cycle. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely stuck in a cycle. And I mean, like, uh, I, I, can, I can definitely empathize with, with writers, even though I'm not a part of, of the union or anything, but, like, the work that I get is gig work. Like, right. I, I do contract work most of the year. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, like, I can get more money up front doing this. Mm-hmm. But that comes at the cost of not being able to get great healthcare coverage even if you're working for a corporation you're probably not getting great healthcare coverage mm-hmm. but uh, that is um getting the the money up front uh makes me feel more comfortable but there are a lot of things that i am giving up in order to to do that i don't yeah. have a 401k i don't right. have a retirement fund there's no pension there's, there's no pension no... yeah there is no safety net for me right i am one medical emergency away from literally being desolate right and I understand that, and I understood that when I got into this line of work. And, um, you know, I, I hope at some point in the future, uh, 
other videographers out there and we can we can try to to do something of the sort of of unionizing so that we can ensure that we are safe Mm -hmm. because uh, the the one the one thing that i i always feel the need to stress when we are talking about like labor in this country mm-hmm. um a lot of people feel as though uh the only kind of real labor is blue collar labor you know construction right. work uh anything of, with heavy lifting but it's like i didn't fucking spend thousands of hours learning how to do everything that i do just for it to be diminished by the fact that like you in uh you know suburban delaware thinks that you can do your job better than me it's not easy well thinks they can do your job yeah better thinks than that you. they can do my job better than me it's not easy yeah it's it's and fucking like you, stressful yeah and if you like let any of that get to you and you show any signs of it then there, there's your contract sorry i dropped a coaster that's no, <clears> fine <throat> yeah it, that that is that that like there goes your contract and and all of that shit right but uh artists are some of the least respected um the, i should say like the behind the scenes artists are some of oh, the least especially. respected are are some of the least respected people in like in entertainment or just in the workforce in general yeah nobody ever understands what it takes to what it takes to put together a feature film or the, a YouTube video that you're watching or anything like that. Or a stand-up routine. Yeah, but that that's a that's a completely different conversation. Uh, because as a stand-up comedian, you're the one that's writing, you're the one that's performing. Wh- right. What I'm talking about is like post-production, pre-production. Right. No one understands the amount of work that goes into doing any of that and how much skill it actually takes and how hard yeah. it is to do that and like all the like specific and like uh boundaries and whatever that you need to keep things in between for like audio it's like there can be no peaks over this the overall like integrated loudness needs to be here and no louder and we want it as loud as it can without being too loud so like especially for ads and everything that's why sometimes you'll just be listening to the radio and like one ad just like fucking exploding and the next one's regular Like, uh, it, it goes without saying that labor power inside of the United States of America is at an all-time low, and uh, the corporations, the capital holders, are starting to get a little bit too comfortable with how much power that they can uh, hold over over the labor force. And it, it goes, uh, and it, it definitely showed in that interview with uh, Bob, uh, Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you saw that. I have not. So, um, I believe it was with CNBC and uh bob Iger, the ceo of disney. of disney who got paid 25 million who, whose salary is like 25 million dollars a year or something before like that. his bonuses yeah um i believe it was cnbc or msnbc one of those two uh they they posted or like they had a they had a screenshot of the uh total income of the last five years of all the major um media like CEOs. Mm-hmm. And some of those numbers are absolutely outrageous. It is yeah, absolutely I'm disgusting. sure every one of them is. Uh, yeah, it is nine nine digits. Easy. All of them. Every single one of them within the past five years. And they have the gall. They have the absolute gall to say that what the writers and the, the screen actors are, are de- like, to, that what they're demanding is outrageous and unreasonable. 
Yeah. It's what value, so what fucking value are you as the CEO of a company contributing to the actual company? What are you making? What what do you play aside from like moving numbers around to make it seem as though you're losing money every single year? And then we can we can kind of get into to Hollywood accounting, which in reality is just accounting. <laughs> uh, you know, um and like this is, you know, I'm not going to cast stones in in a glass house. Like at the end of the year when I have to do taxes, there are always things that I write off on taxes, you know. Right. And um my my accountant is always going to do his best to make sure that I'm not overpaying uh on taxes and tries to to make sure that I pay, pay like the lowest amount that I can uh feasibly afford. Mm-hmm. And like I appreciate that. It does make me a little bit of a hypocrite when I'm talking about this shit, but I also do not make the money that these people right. make. I, I I don't even come close to sniffing yeah. uh the the type of money that they're making every single year. Yeah. Um But like the thing that sucks is that I am paying more in taxes than most of these corporations are. Which is so fucking baffling. But yeah, so the the thing with Hollywood accounting is essentially um, what they tend to do is that every single year they will find ways to make it seem as though they are uh, they're losing money, like based off of theoretical losses of like box office sales, DVD sales, uh, advertisement uh, views on streaming platforms, and things of that sort. And they do it in, like, the most insane ways possible, where it's like, oh, man, the Titanic movie uh, generated, like, negative $23 million in box office sales in 2023, you know? Amazing. And I'm, I'm you, you, like, I'm, I'm being a bit uh, hyperbolic with that statement. It, it's not anything that egregious, but it's, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That is the, that is the, that is their modus operandi. When it comes to this, that that's how Netflix every single year says, oh, we're losing money. There's no way that we can be profitable. It's like Netflix. You're fucking yeah. telling me Netflix For real. isn't profitable. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Actually, fuck you. Yeah. There's there's no there's no way in hell that you're not generating any like what? Seven billion dollars a year at the very least based off of like global subscription fees. Yeah. You're fucking charging us $21 a month just so we can share an account. Uh, not anymore. Because a bunch more people signed up after they got on top of that password sharing shit. But yeah, no, it's totally, it's completely ludicrous how, like, they think it's within their rights. It, like, they they're making that kind of money where you're detached from like being able to recognize and relate to humanity yeah it it you've reached a point where you no longer understand what it means to be human yeah because like there is nothing that you have to worry about anymore Mm -hmm. it's just numbers and stockholders you've you've lost all ability to be empathetic to your like literal neighbor yeah well, not their neighbors. Sure. All their neighbors are in the same fucking boat. It's fucking insane. And like, it it's even more maddening when you see people defend these actions of these CEOs. It, it's, 
like they're nothing short of demons. They well, are nothing because, short of demons. It's because one day they're going to grow up to be just like them. I don't remember who who said the quote. It's like um, uh, class solidarity will never exist in North America because every single person that is poor believes that they are just a displaced, embarrassed millionaire. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really remember. Sad. I don't remember who said that, uh, but that was a that that's something that always you know goes on uh, that that I constantly think about. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the few things that drives me up a fucking wall. When few? Few the, things. <laughs> in, in recent years, I've calmed down quite a bit. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's so fucking frustrating listening to uh, young people. Not, not just, you know, boomers that have already made it. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. situated, they, they own a home. They're right. comfortable. They sent their their kids off to college and all of that. Yeah. But like seeing young people defend the actions of these CEOs, I'm just like, you you understand that you're the next up in the fucking meat grinder, don't you? Yeah. That's not you. Like you will never be them because you weren't born wealthy enough to be able to form the connections necessary for you to right. get there. Yeah. And it- like I I constantly constantly talk about this in in our private conversations of like. I understand that where I come from and like the the job that I am able to have now comes from a place of extreme fucking privilege. Mm-hmm. Without the help of my family being, you know, in the socioeconomic class that they were in and them uh, supporting me through the career change, I would not have been able to do this. Yeah. I was able to go to college, uh, get a degree, work in an industry and find out that I was miserable and also be able to fucking like change the career paths without complete ha- 180 without having to worry about anything financially for mm-hmm. at least two of those years like right. there are so few people that are able to do that in this country just because of the way that this country is set up we are right. not a country of like you know greener pastures and and the, this american dream no we're a fucking punitive colony Everything that is set up in this country when it comes to the idea of labor punishes you for being poor. Yeah. Down to like not even being able to like drive out somewhere for an interview to like get a better job. And on on top of all of that, you know, ah, oh man, this is this is going so far off of of the the whole union talk that that I kind of wanted to focus on. But we gatekeep education, the single largest factor in whether or not you can like move up the socio uh, move up the social ladder. Right. Any form of social mobility starts with your ability to gain a higher education, and we gatekeep all of that mm-hmm. by arbitrary metrics. It's like, why the fuck do Ivy League schools need to exist, and why do they mean more than going to a state school? It's just like, sorry that I don't go to a school that 17 sister fuckers went to. <laughs> like, I, I, fuck all of that. Well, it's because they're more prestigious the more people they turn away. Yeah, I mean, accepted, right? But the, the reality here is um, this country... And the way that the labor force has been since uh, basically pretty much since the late 60s all the way up until now, uh, the government has chipped away any amount of power that labor has had 
in this country mm-hmm. to a point now where um most people see most people will never be able to achieve the american dream yeah the american dream truly is a dream right no i mean there there have been people who have like like going back I, we've talked about this too analyzing uh the simpsons which like when it came out in like the 80s was like this this is what the american dream is it's like the single family home dad goes to work mom stays at home raises the kids uh can have up to three kids send them to school like let them do whatever it's like nowadays that's so far gone and so unrealistic for the vast majority of people to live like with that many kids in a single family home without being on government assistance in a good neighborhood in a suburb and they're constantly fucking trying to take away what little government assistance still exists in this country yep and it's it's absolutely inhumane it is absolutely inhumane yeah the the things that uh the things that our government has gotten away with and the thing that these corporations have gotten away with yeah and it's almost like you know going back to like the 60s and everything i feel like as the kids who grew up there you know and got into these blue collar jobs it was like oh you know what uh i might be doing pretty good for myself but like it's back breaking work yeah i don't want my kids to have to do back breaking work to make a living like this i want to send them uh, to college so they can make this much or more doing office work or something like that and i think because of that sort of mentality and like they didn't really see what was going on or whatever you know, union power just started to fall off because less and less young people saw that as like a, a legitimate avenue to pursue. Everyone was just sort of conditioned into thinking, well, I need to go to college. That's kind of the only thing to do right after you graduate high school, uh, at least in our like neighborhoods and like income brackets. I'm sure, you know, in places where kids aren't graduating high school, they're the ones that are joining the trades because that's probably what most of their families did to get them where they're at yeah yeah and uh i i I don't really know where where else we can take this conversation it's uh I, i think we've made it pretty clear that you know you should do what you can to support uh to support sag and to support the wga uh be it through actual manpower going out to the strikes, helping out however you can, mm-hmm. donating what you can if, if that is something that you can do. Because, to their relief funds, yeah, which um, supports all the people who are striking. Yeah, because, uh, you know, there was a really big mask-off moment by one of these CEOs. Uh, that he has gone out and said, we are just going to wait it out until you start losing your homes. To the writers. To the writers. Right before the, the actors joined in. And... Um, I think that the CEO thought that, that was going to be a good scare tactic, you know, anonymously dropping that down and, and mm-hmm. trying to scare the writer's union into um, into going back to the negotiation table and accepting less than what they deserve. And uh, what they failed to account for, which is the same thing that they always failed to account for, is the power of social media and the public reception of that. Uh, yeah. That voter base that you thought was going to help you out is much, much smaller than uh, than the yeah. ones that are going to do everything in their power to make sure that you suffer for saying something that fucking demonic. Yeah, 
It's one of those things too, where it's like I feel like the same people who support the billionaires and like you know are are like the totally like if it wasn't for this one thing, I would also be one of them. I feel like those people are the same ones like that are in like you know the the silent minority and everything. What they fail to account for is like the the majority that is just conditioned to be like yeah it's fine or whatever but like if you fucking fuck with them if you put something out there like that that like directly attacks like them being able to live like a fucking human being no they're gonna speak the fuck up and they're gonna fucking do something about it yep so like uh like i was saying please uh do what you can to help any union because uh, I know Teamsters, while UPS has come back to the negotiation table for the UPS strike, um, if that goes south, please support them. Uh, mm-hmm. Please support your your local unions because, like, at the end of the day, there you know we should all be a, a, a part of something like that where we can collectively bargain for fairer pay because there is no human being in this country that should and and like you know should be getting paid under twenty dollars an hour from from you know the fucking mcdonald's worker that hands you your mcchickens to the amazon worker that is like handing you your two-day delivery tchotchkes like every single person in this country deserves to be paid a living wage that uh, allows them to live comfortably that allows them to remain like to maintain their own dignity mm-hmm. um, and uh, to be able to afford to you know fucking do something nice for themselves and, and even beyond that to fucking pay for health care yeah like I mean that could potentially be its own conversation I wish it was but as it stands right now in this country that's just tied to employers and unions and stuff and like it's, that. Yeah, it's absolutely sickening that yeah. um that there are that there are any dissenters when yeah. it comes to uh the union action. Just remember, this isn't for Matt Damon, this isn't for Margot Robbie, this isn't for like fucking Brad Pitt. It's for all the little guys. Yeah. Like Everyone you, you are, saw once on a commercial. You are closer to them than you will ever be to Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, any of them. Yeah. Just remember that. Mm-hmm. You are so much closer to the little guy that is struggling to get by on his pay to be able to provide for not a family, but just himself. Right. Than you ever will be to fucking Bob Iger, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. You will never reach those heights. I'm sorry to be the uh, the guy that and no lifts one the curtain. If it this is, is how they are as people, once they're up there, that should not be allowed. That shouldn't be legal. There is never going to be a thing. There, there is never going to be such a thing as a good billionaire, because you do mm-hmm. not make a billion dollars; you steal a billion dollars. Yep. Absolutely. I think. Uh, that wraps up the the first of I'm sure many more series or many many more episodes in this series of conversations that we're going to have with other individuals. We we hope to have some uh, union guests on in the future to mm-hmm. uh, to talk about their experience and all and uh, all of that stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, fucking get me out. Also, shout out to Dove Cameron. <laughs>